This is Darren Davis, founder and senior leader of the Harbor Church in South Florida, and you are listening to the Harbor Church Podcast. For more information about this podcast and others, visit us online at harborchurch.org. Enjoy the podcast. the piano girl is she still in the room how amazing was that piano at the end is it possible for you to come back up is that is that an option at all or no she left she's slain in the spirit back there how many of you have little children six and under Whew, it's crazy isn't it Oh my God, at the end of some days, I look at my wife. I have three girls, two, four, and six. Three girls. And they're a lot like me, and they're a lot like their mommy. And their granny. And it's this like, at the end of each day, I look at Ashley and I'm like, is this like some kind of joke or something like that? Is this real? Like, is it really this crazy? (laughs) How many of you can relate? Is it just me or? But here's what I found with them as I'm going to roll into this message. They trigger me every day, several times a day. Real talk. Hello. Don't come sit here and pretend like you've got the whole thing down with parenting. Please, you're lying to yourself. I have concluded that the purpose of children... (laughs) I have to be careful. (laughs) I actually asked Ashley, I was like, are they watching me this morning? She said, no, they're watching Peppa Pig. The, the, the purpose for children is to remind me who I was in the heart of God before the foundation of the world. And it challenges me so much because in this world there's really no other way but to conform in the beginning and then you hopefully have an encounter with Jesus and then you start being transformed. But that's that process of being transformed. So in a sense, you're leaving behind uh, this addiction to finding love and significance outside of yourself. Whenever you look for a, a feeling of significance or a sense of value outside of yourself, doesn't matter what it is. We all have our own unique little set of habits and patterns that we run to. That's what the Bible calls sin. All this other stuff that we call sin are just symptoms of being conformed to this world. And and again, being conformed to this world is a pattern of finding significance, value, uh, acceptance outside of myself. How I look, how I dress, how I speak, what I watch, who I hang out with what I eat, etc. Does that make sense? And so my kids, they remind me that life is simple, that the kingdom of God is simple. And this is the simplicity of the kingdom. You are enough in spite of yourself. You are enough, period. When you have that temptation to perform, to say something that you know you shouldn't say, you're really just going to say it because you, you feel insecure in the moment, the gospel says, eh, don't. 
surrender, yield, because you're enough. And the more I cultivate that throughout the day, every single day, every single time, it happens all the time, I'm maturing. Does this make sense? I'm developing. I'm becoming who I've always been, like Christ. Now, I encourage excitement. I encourage hand clapping. I encourage engagement. You can smile. You can laugh. You can shout. It's helpful. Thank you, Julie, with your flashy boots this morning. Did you see Julie's boots this morning? My goodness. Wow, talk about a new season. Huh? Them cowboy boots on? Make me feel like eating a burger after church. So the kids will come and, and they'll say things like, I'll tell them to do something and they'll say, why? Now, I don't know about you, but the way I grew up, and I think my mom's watching, hey mom, you don't ask why. How many of you grew up like that? What do you mean why? It's because I, uh-huh, I said so. <laughs> I said so. That should be enough for you. Okay, well, let's give them a little bit of uh, What's the word? Uh, leverage you, and I'll give them an answer why. But then they ask, but why again? And it's at that point that I have not matured yet past there, and I say, because I'm your dad, that's why. But here's the deal. Jesus came to show you that you are like him. Jesus is not expecting you and me to convince him otherwise. If you really want to glorify God, embrace the greatness that's on the inside of you in spite of you. If you really want to glorify God, be courageous, be bold, be confident. Notice I'm not saying do, I'm saying be. You know, this morning before I got up here, I felt nervous. It was this nervous energy mixed with excitement. And I actually said it to Summer, my six-year-old. And I said, hey, Summer, I feel a little bit nervous. Do you have any advice for me? And she was like, yeah, dad, just, you know, she was actually maybe going to come. She was like, yeah, dad, it's okay. Don't worry. I'll be there on the front row. <laughs> I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, she prayed for me, and she laid hands on me, and she prayed for boldness and courage. Isn't that amazing? Now she's watching Peppa Pig. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's the kingdom. It's like it's simple. It's simple. It's not what you do. It's not what you eat or don't eat. It's not where you go or don't go. It's who you've always been. You are enough in spite of yourself. I feel the nervousness at this point in the journey. I get it. Maybe before I would have performed and denied the nervousness a place. I would have demonized the nervousness because as Christians, you should never feel scared. You should never feel angry. You should never have doubt. You should never, you need to cut off that nasty flesh with your nasty sinful nature. That's what I say to all that. But instead now I realize that the same like with my children when they are having a tantrum, which is often... Way too often. It's like, I don't know, Ashley. I just sometimes. <laughs> Woo! And then just another wind of grace somehow comes. You can. You got this. And God's just like, I'm like, I wish Jesus and Paul had. I really do. I, I got that one up on them. Not just one, but three girls <laughs> that are part African. Like Zulu, straight up. 
Woo! This is good. This is healing for me this morning. <laughs> what was I talking about? So when that feeling comes up, I now have learned how to detach myself without judging the feeling, without condemning the feeling, without trying to fix the feeling, because I'm the one that feels the feeling, I'm not the feeling. And the one that feels the feeling is the one that is one with God now, in spite of the feeling. The feeling doesn't define who I am. The feeling is just a part of me that's some remnant uh, that is the, the result of being conformed to this world for a very long time. That's all that is. Like, if you, let's break that nervousness down. I feel nervous. Why? Well, for me personally, I have this personal thing with God where it's just really hard for me to plan an outline. I am honestly much more comfortable. Just put me on the stage and let me talk. But don't ask me to formulate an outline. My wife's the opposite. She's really good at it. Now, to each his own, right? But still, to this day, <laughs> I still feel a little nervous at times. And so I'll break it down. Why do I feel nervous? Well, because I don't fully know what I'm going to talk about. Now, this is not to say that um, I don't, like, prepare or I don't study or any of that stuff. Because I don't study to teach. I study to learn. I don't study so I can come here and give you a message. I study for myself because apparently I'm amazing. Because apparently I'm literally supposed to be like Jesus everywhere I go. Like literally. The only difference should be that apparently he had blue hair. I mean blue hair. Blue eye. And Jesus is that, man. That's Megan's kind of Jesus right there. That should be really the only difference. He's white, apparently. Blonde hair, apparently. Blue eyes, apparently. Don't tell my daddy that Jesus is white, boy. Ooh, that's another conversation. Anyway, just felt to get a little flat when I said that. <laughs> so really, that's the thing. God's like, it's like uh, if, if, if a dog has a, a baby dog, what is the dog, the baby dog? It's a dog. Yeah, yeah. If a lion has a baby lion, what is the baby lion? Okay, so if God begotten you, what are you? feels uncomfortable, right? <laughs> you know why it feels uncomfortable? Because of the conforming of the, all these years. I don't deserve to be, are you saying I'm God? Not in the sense that you're created. Don't be silly. Don't be ridiculous. But yes, I am. And, and I double dare you to just be like this. I'm going, let's just say, I don't know. We tend to go to Trader Joe's again these days since we moved to Boca. Uh, and so if I were to walk into Trader Joe's, there's all kinds of thoughts going through my head, like it is yours, every day, all day long. The thought I get to choose is Jesus is walking into Trader Joe's right now. I'm not asking God for anything than me, and I'm saying yes to what he's asking me to do. And what he's asking me to do is to surrender when those uh, contradictory feelings and emotions comes up that tries to challenge who he says I am, he's saying, those are there to teach you. Your girls are there to teach you. The tension within your own body is there to teach you. So wrap your loving arms around them and love on them like you would your girls. You don't kick your, your baby who's tantruming. Get out of here and stop that tantruming. At least you shouldn't. <laughs> 
You don't do that, so why do we do that to ourselves? We demonize ourselves, the parts of us that is just looking for love and affection and attention. And now we want to give the love of the Father away to other people, but we can't give it to ourselves. We want to give unconditional love to others, but you can't give it to yourself. Nonsense. That's nonsense. You can do all these things, but if you don't have love, you have nothing. And this is the love I'm talking about. This is the love that you give yourself. I feel nervous. Oh, that's okay. Come here. This is me hugging myself metaphorically right now. This is the one who's one with love right now, extending love to the part of me that is still maturing. And what happens when I surrender in this way, when I yield in this way? Whoo, that turns into this. <laughs> it's like uh, there's this recycling that happens. You know when you throw your, your um, bottles in the recycle bin? Old bottles that you use. What do they do? They recycle it. It's the same thing with these emotions, these feelings. When you stop demonizing them and you start seeing them, you first acknowledge and you accept and there's no denial. And you understand I'm not that feeling and sometimes you're there for a moment, let me tell you. And sometimes you feel like, man, I thought I dealt with this. Uh, see, your approach is still not healthy. You're still looking for control. So why do I feel nervous? Because I'm not really sure what exactly I'm going to talk about. Well, why do you have to know exactly what you're going to talk about? Well, so that I can have control. Well, why do you need control? Well, because in this world system, control is what makes me feel secure. Woo. Man, where's that piano girl? Get some James Brown up in here right now. So here's my opportunity to be vulnerable, to surrender, and to be transformed in a moment. All day long. <laughs> Every day. I'll go home after this and I will have to change at least three diapers today. I will have to raise my voice, hopefully not more than twice. And it will be very stressful. I get that. But see, I know something even better. I'm none of those feelings that come up. And the times those feelings comes up, it's an invitation to know God, which is what we're talking about in a deeper, more intimate way. I had, I, that's like a half a clap that I just had. That wasn't even one clap. If you want to know God, it can be painful at times. I don't mean that in some like weird way. But if my child does what they do, because children do what children do, and it triggers me, it's triggering a part of me that's not me. But if I live my life thinking that that is me, then I will always react unconsciously instead of respond meaning my children trigger me I become aware of the emotion and the thoughts this is all happening in like nanoseconds and I realize wow look at that anger look at that stress look at that pain look at all whatever it is you pick your flavor right I see it in that moment and I come in agreement with the God in me with the real me in that moment and now I've made space for divine wisdom to give me inspired action on what to do, what to say, how to say it. And now that leaves legacy. It's not just some reaction. That's like the seed that I put into them, and that was an opportunity for me to be transformed. It doesn't matter what relationship this is. It doesn't matter what circumstance you're going through. It's the same process. It's the same system. Does that make sense? It's the same thing. 
And if you want to know God, experientially know God, I think John 17 was my verse, but this is it. That this is eternal life, that they may know him and Christ. Here we go. Eternal life means to know and experience you as the only true God and to know and experience Jesus Christ as the son whom you have sent. Eternal life means many things. For the sake of this conversation, eternal life is simply a quality. It is the difference between a knockoff versus an original. The knockoff is me going outside of myself again, trying to find value and significance. And I do that because I cannot handle this tension inside of my body. So I need to run away from this feeling. So let me just say something. Oh, this is good. Let me go watch something. Let me go drink something. I'm not against any of the stuff I'm mentioning. I'm against the, um, what's the word? When you do it the wrong way, I'm against that. Huh? Dysfunction. There we go. Thank you. Fellow South African, what a wise woman. I'm against that, ultimately. Right? So here's God on the other side of these emotions and feelings. And he's saying, Uh, you can react and keep doing it the way you're doing it. And then you can come all polished up to church and pretend that you're okay, but you're really not okay. And then as soon as Darren or somebody doesn't greet you or give you a high five, then you have now a right to be offended. But really, you think you're all that. You think you're so tough, but you don't have what it takes just to have a healthy conversation and confront in love. So what's the point of it all? And you're saying, oh, you can just step through this valley of the shadow of death speak within yourself. Knowing that my rod and my staff, they comfort me. So I don't have to run away from this emotion, this feeling, this tension. In fact, for me now, everything in life is a catalyst for wholeness. I'm in business. Everything in business for me, whatever I have a dream to aspire to do in business, whatever I'm being called to do, that's not the main thing. Your career, not the main thing. Your children, not the main thing. Your spouse, not the main thing. The main thing is that it will become in you like a fountain springing up to eternal life. The main thing is that you look like Jesus. If we say we abide in him, we ought to walk as he walked. How did he walk? On water? (laughs) Jesus, what are we going to do with that, you know? Stop running away from the parts of you that wants love that's been given to you by the Father that you're one with. To give to yourself. And there'll be, there'll be pockets throughout your day as you mature, as you develop, and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm not freaking out right now. <laughs> Does that make sense? You guys are like, yes, yeah. I can't believe I'm not shouting at her right now or at him or I'm not. And it's not fake. It's not denial. I'm actually so conscious of my union with the source of life in this moment. He's not, he's, he's a gentle at heart. So me being gentle at heart, it's normal. And I impart this to my girls. And you know what? When I do mess up with my girls, which can be often, unfortunately, I go and I apologize. Can you imagine getting an apology from your mommy when you were four or six years old? They, they did what they knew best. And I'm very, very thankful. Will always be thankful for that. But when I go to apologize to them, you know what I'm doing? 
And again, this can be any relationship, starting with yourself, then outside of yourself. When I go and I apologize, I extend kindness, I literally remove shame from them. If I didn't remove that shame from them, that shame could have burrowed its way like a, like a tick into them. And it could have become interpersonalized within them. And it could have literally lodged itself in their body, which could have caused self-sabotage at some point in their life. Certain behaviors and patterns and actions that would have sabotaged them. But I go and I take that from them. We're called to take the shame. Give me that. That's not who you are. But it has to start with you. And if you want to know God more intimately, go inside where the kingdom is. Become conscious that, wow, in this moment, I, I can react or I can respond right now. This is eternal life. Eternal is a quality. It's an endless quality. If you found something that you love that gives you a sense of, uh, I play soccer my whole life. So I love playing soccer. I just always have. I grew up playing it. I suppose if I was in America, I'd probably play basketball or something like that. Thank God I didn't. But, um, so I, I realized that I love soccer so much. Here's why I really love soccer, Darren. It's because I'm out of my mind, out of my head completely. <laughs> he always knew I was out of my mind. <laughs> what a character. I'm out of my head and I'm in my body 100%. Who dwells in my body? What does the Bible say? Your body is what? Oh, the temple of the Holy Spirit. Did you not know that you were one with the Spirit? I don't have to have a worship set before I go play soccer so I can feel God's presence. No, I just have to become present. I just have to become present. But you can't become present by being in denial because that just keeps on breeding the same problem. You have to become present by stepping into the problem with love and grace. Or the apparent problem. Does that make sense? I'm kind of speaking somewhat metaphorically by going inside. So when you feel triggered, watch your pattern. What are you reaching for? What are you grabbing for? For me, as somebody who's extremely driven... I notice a temptation in business which I feel called to along a, a, a company of others to revolutionize the way the marketplace is done. And that is to help people move from this restlessness to do something to a state of rest and, and just aligning with heaven and doing business from that place. Because it's not about business. It's about wholeness. It's about me looking like Jesus into Trader Joe's, Julie, with the boots and all, even with the boots, Julie, looking like Jesus, and let's see what happens. Here's a little homework. I want you to start trying this. This is Jesus walking into the harbor right now. What comes up? What programming comes up? What religion comes up? What fear comes up? What's the stuff that coming, that's coming up? Because that's what the shepherd of your soul wants to deal with. That's it. If we're not cultivating this habit, I suppose, this practice, I suppose, being intentional about this, then what are we doing? I don't know about you, but I want to do what Jesus did. And I want to do it without striving. I want to do it without performing. I want to do it without shouting. I want to, and we will say, hey man, at aisle five, 
Go ahead, stretch out your hand. By the way, are the chips on sale today? Normal, right? Just normal. Healthy, but effective. If you want that, you got to go and get this. We are in an age, an unprecedented time. COVID was just a symbol. Go inside. If you don't see that and how you do, hopefully, go inside. Because he wants you to know how much he knows you. That's what he wants. He wants you to know that he knows everything about you. Imagine that. He knows every hair in your head. And although mine might be thinning slightly out on the top, he still knows how much hair. Some of us who don't have hair, listen, he did know at one point. I see you. I got you, bro. I got you, brother. He knows. That's some like, that's like some weird love if you think about it. That's like obsessive. That's a little bit concerning if you think about it. Like, have you ever met somebody that, like a dog, I suppose, the dogs are just like always happy to see you, the tails wagging. You can like not feed them for a week and they'll still like come and like love you. It's, it's weird. But you know, it's not weird. What's weird is that we have forgotten who we are. That's why it's weird. We can't handle that. It brings up this like, whoa, why do they love me so much? Why? It brings up unworthiness that I've been unconscious to my whole life. And God's saying, go inside. Why? Because the kingdom is not you over there. It's not there. It's within. I think the worship team is coming up. It's within. And I can't help but like, when I, whether it's nervousness, whatever the case may be, when I do it right, for lack of better terms, the reward is so profound because now I'm literally experiencing eternal life now. And I know that with this eternal life, it's endless. It's like, it's like if you watch a series on Netflix and you like, it's your favorite series and it makes you feel good, you're excited. This is life. This is, this is okay. Netflix is okay, people. It's okay. <laughs> but at some point, you're about to hit your last episode. Right? <laughs> you're like, mmm. <laughs> and you're like, no, I wish it wasn't over. Right? How many of you know this? Am I, am I the only one? Like, do I, y'all watch Netflix now? <laughs> I don't think that's from Jesus, that show. <laughs> I'm teasing you. I'm just teasing. Jesus didn't have Netflix. The point is that this thing that gets me out of my head, because that's what it is, it gets me in this present moment. I don't even realize that in this moment, I'm in the presence of God watching the show. When I'm playing soccer, I am engulfed in the presence of God. In Him we live and move and have our being. It's, It's my heart becoming the CEO and not my head. And the more I learn how to be present by leaning into the supposed problem, the more I recycle and transmute that and it becomes that stuff gets turned into gold. Now you become more and more aligned, spirit, soul, body with who you've always been. And now you don't have to perform, you can just speak normal and people feel it. They feel the life of God. The life of God that's flowing through you. Can you imagine that? The life of God flowing through you. I'll leave you with this thought. What if you were supposed to be like Jesus?
everywhere you went? And what if what you did or didn't do outside of yourself has nothing to do with it? Just what if this was grace? Just what if the invitation to have this mind be in you, the mind of Christ, that the things that come up to contradict that is your invitation to transform, literally to transfigure. We can pray for more healing or we can pray for an end to sickness. We can pray for less crime or we can pray that there be no more crime. We were sons and daughters before we were Christians, labeled by people who wouldn't believe us. They would mock them, saying, here's little Christ running around. Christians, you are sons, gender neutral. Literally, the trees that are decaying are waiting for you and me to be like Jesus. To function in his authority and his faith, to say to a tree, whatever Jesus said, do we have olive trees around here? No, we're not olive trees. Whatever tree might be bothering you, You get the point. Let's come up higher. Let's come up higher by going deeper. You won't get lost. You won't navel gaze. You will come back up like a rocket with inspired action that's spirit-led. Because we're not preaching apathy and we're not preaching performance. Wisdom helps us find the balance. And when you find that inspired action, it comes with life and life abundantly. And your storms will come Oh, they will come. But when they do, you start to get excited like that eagle when the wind blows and he sees it. Oh my God, it's a gale force wind. Yay, let me fly. It's not weird. Please stand with me. Whoa, where's the piano girl? You play piano too, bro? Oh my God. He's stepping into it, man. I bet you, you didn't play piano before today, right? You just took by faith. You just came up here. Hey, Darren, when I was sitting over there, just calm down just a little bit there on the drums, Raphael. Um, I just, I had this image of you and I saw you walking. And as you were walking, like you were getting hit by, in, in nature, different seasons. So summer, you were warm, you were wearing a little shorts. Summer, <laughs> tight little shorts. <laughs> and then winter came. And you were very cold, but you kept moving. Summer, autumn, winter, spring, you kept moving. And I saw these people, familiar faces, but the faces would change in every season that you were walking. And I don't know, I just felt like God said, keep walking. People's going to come, people's going to go. That's not your concern. That's not your worry. Your concern is teaching people how to navigate the seasons of life. And you're going to do that best by you keep on walking keep on moving people's gonna go this way people's gonna go that way that's not the point the point is for you to literally look like Jesus in every season to people with your life you've done an amazing job you're my friend you're my big bro I love you I love you to death actually I love you to life Yeah, I appreciate you. Can we just give him a hand? We appreciate you, bro. We really do. Yeah. Yeah. Woo! (laughs) See, you're wearing the same shoes as me today, Darren. 
You gotta ask me next time you wear the same shoes as me, okay? Hey, put your hand on your heart. Close your eyes. Now again, I'm not saying you're God creator, so don't hear what I'm not saying. Don't be weird. Now picture yourself like Jesus, as if it was Jesus, with his hand on his heart. (laughs) Picture yourself tomorrow at your workplace, whatever your day looks like, as Jesus. It's as if Jesus himself. (laughs) Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you. You are complete. You are enough. You cannot get more righteous. You cannot get more holy. Neither can he. You are holy. You are enough. You are one with Christ. To believe that is to surrender the things that come up. Don't try to fix them. Don't try to figure. Surrender to greatness. Uh, Hey, listen, if you want more prayer, if you need prayer for anything, people here, I'll I'll stay behind a little bit to pray as well. Um, Yeah, thank you so much. God bless you guys. Have an amazing week, okay? Ciao. Thanks for tuning in to the Harbor Church Podcast. I hope that you were enriched, inspired, and blessed by what you heard. Please subscribe on the podcast app and be sure to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also download our Harbor Church mobile app. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.